Amen. And uh, we're just going to, Sister I feel like singing a chorus real quickly. Uh, amen. And uh, my, thank you, brother, for reassembling that. Uh, amen. And uh, my, that's putting your instruments down. That's laying them down right there. Praise the Lord. We so enjoy just these beautiful musicians and uh, instrumentation and just diving in. Sometimes we'll just won't even do that. And, uh, but we'll get in and just uh, worship with them sometimes. So thanks for letting us do that. Praise the Lord. Uh, bearing with us. Some, sometimes it's enduring. Sometimes it's enjoying. But nevertheless, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm so glad you're in a Pentecostal church today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Some of you look like you drank four glasses of lemon juice when you walked in. Come on. How many glad? Hallelujah. Could you smile till your teeth are dry? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, we're just glad that you're here. God bless you. You may be seated. Just wanted you to uh, meet and greet. Be sweet to somebody just for a moment. Appreciate Brother and Sister Samson. Thank the Lord for them, for the opportunity to, uh, amen, walk into this house and feel the presence of the Lord like we do is uh, just an awesome investment over time and people uh, and leadership. Uh, and, and, and you can tell it. And it's just powerful here. Uh, I, brother, I remember, and I don't want to just constantly reiterate, uh, but I remember uh, when I used to bow to statues and idols, and I used to genuflect and go to the stations of the cross, put ashes on my forehead, uh, wear long white robes and light long white candles. And I'm not downing anybody, but... And all of God that I could glean from that, I did. I even told my mother way back when I was about 10 or 11, I was telling some of my family that I wanted to become a priest in that particular assembly. I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to tie into that and um, just be whatever I could. I, I, went, in, I went into confessional booths uh, and, and, and told the priest my sins. Uh, matter of fact, I made some sins up at about 10 years old, brother, because they just didn't sound good good enough if i could say i lied in the confession of praise the lord that's not a good thing but i remember that time and i know i've shared my testimony over and over again amen a little city in in oslo minnesota praise the lord and my we went to church that one time uh, musty smelling it was a home missions work old piano, old guitar, but people begin to just love the Lord, kind of like what you're doing this morning. And when they lifted their hands, something got a hold of me. It was like, wow, I've never done this before. I've never seen this before. And brother, I was never the same since. And I can't stop lifting my hands. I can't stop lifting my voice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And his mercy is still, his grace is still amazing to me. How many, how many believe that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound? Hallelujah. But help us sing this song, amen. And I know, I think we may have sang it uh, six months ago, two years ago, whatever it is. Uh, amen. But look at your neighbor, so he's still amazing to me. He's still amazing. Amen. Help us sing it today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My faithful Father, enduring friend, your tender mercies like a river 
with no some of you but now we're washed hallelujah thank you Jesus yeah. and oh patient Savior you make me whole you are the author and the healer of my soul we give them this morning. What Come can on. I say? I know there's no way to repay you. Only to uh -huh. offer Could you offer him you your praise right Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It goes again, brother, flat on his back or his belly in the Rockladon kind of storm. It was John Newton doing the nasty deeds that he did. Amen. Was reconciled that day to the understanding I need him. 
and wrote that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It's when we acknowledge, brother, our dependency upon him. Amen. He transforms us. He makes us. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Praise the Lord. Please remain standing. Amen. We're going to the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, amen again. Brother uh, Caleb, sister, sister Caleb, praise God. Uh, Samson, uh, amen. Appreciate them so much. And uh, uh, brother and sister Zach, amen. God bless you all. And just on and on, appreciate the great fellowship that we're having. Amen. Thank God for this church. Amen. For allowing us to be here and preach. Brother, it was Wednesday and Thursday. We're just warming up. Hallelujah. Amen. Feeling the Holy Ghost in the house. Appreciate my wife. I thank the Lord for her. Amen. Didn't she sing that song? Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. And bear with us this morning, especially my voice. Just amen. Maybe the change of weather, whatever it is. But we're just going to sing anyhow. Hallelujah. Amen. Please turn with me to the book of Hosea. I want to say again, there's a table in the vestibule. Anybody interested? I mean, there's prayer journals. There's information back there. Just uh, uh, just walk that way, if you will. See what the Lord would will. Uh, if anything, pray for us. Amen. There's some free material back there. There's the podcast and Israel information. I know there's cards back there. We're not going to Israel tomorrow. Amen. Uh, but if the Lord will, uh, we're going to go again. Uh, maybe next fall is what's scheduled. We'll see how that happens. But if you're interested, it's a trip of a lifetime. And you'll never be the same again praise the lord so i thank god for that hosea uh, amen chapter number two if you can't find hosea turn to the bigger book called the book of daniel take a sharp right and you can't miss it amen is that okay <laughs> hallelujah so god bless you today amen hosea amen chapter number two i want to go there uh, amen left a quick message just by way of recording last night and just um Left, left it on, I think it's uh, the fabulous seven. Amen. Uh, to all of our children. Uh, amen. My wife and all of them included. But uh, just encourage them. Y'all have good church. Have good church. It's going to be Illinois. It's going to be North Carolina. It's going to be Mississippi. But I'm so thankful right here. Amen. Right here in Missouri. Nothing less than God's anointed best. Woo! Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hosea chapter number two. Amen. Verse 13. And I will visit upon her the days of Baalim, wherein she burned incense to them, and she decked herself with her earrings and her jewels. She went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence or from there. I'm going to give her her vineyards from right there. Amen. And so the valley of Achor for a door of hope. Isn't that something, brother, where the two words valley and hope are in the same sentence? Amen. The valley of Achor. And the door of hope. And she shall sing there. And there's a comparable happening here. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth. And as in the day when she came up out of the land of Mitzarim. Out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day. Somebody say that day. 
Somebody say that moment. Amen. At that day and at that moment, saith Yehovah, Amen, that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt, or thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt call me no more Be'ali. You're going to call me Ishi instead of Be'ali. <clears throat> and so with that today, I'd like to dive into the word in Hosea. This awesome, what we would call Amen, uh, small or minor prophet in the Old Testament. But if I could entitle it today, I'd like to entitle it The Taste. The Taste of Wilderness Wine. The Taste of Wilderness Wine. Can you say that with me? <laughs> the Taste of Wilderness Wine. You'll find this, there is a duality in the Old Testament. There's a duality in the New Testament in the sense that wine can be the fermented wine, but it can also be just the juice and so with that brother I want to amen preach reach teach in your hearing something that I pray has stickativity in your soul then when you leave here you can chew on it for a long time and let him become Ishi instead of just Ali amen let's pray together could we do it father we thank you for your people and then arrest the attention of every soul that's gathered here today we Hallelujah. God, from the shepherd to the sheep and from the pulpit to the pew. Amen. We leave behind the distractions, God, and we're pressing for the prize. We're asking that you'd help us, melt us, mold us. Thank you for that anointing, and we dance in advance. And your will to be done in every heart and mind and soul today. Hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you just maybe cross a couple of boundaries and shake five, six, seven and a half hands and tell somebody it's good to see you in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, I didn't know that went on there. There we go, brother. Amen. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Zach. Thank you for those that have what we would call preliminaries in the church service. Amen. We are, I believe, in key and, and on the mark today. Thank you for singing about the love of God and resting in his arms. Amen. Could you look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm going to help that preacher preach. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so very long today. It's not just by happenstance, brother. It's not just, amen, something that we come in and I hope it comes to order. But I believe, amen, there's a divine order. It is orchestrated in heaven. Every service that we come to, every assembly service, amen, that we adhere to. Uh, we're not trying to conjure something up. We're not trying to, as if it were, follow at the same time some catechism and we've got to, amen, have every crossing of the T and the dotting of the I. Amen. But I want to flow in the Holy Ghost today. How many want that? Hallelujah. Amen. But if he says, amen, sing, we need to sing. If he says shout, we need to shout. But if we're real Pentecostal, amen, we're going to be ready for the wind. We're going to be ready for the fire. We're going to be ready, amen, to do what God says, amen, for us to do. Amen. How many just want to respond to the Spirit of God? Hallelujah. 
<clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I want to, if I could, just dive into this today uh, concerning Hosea. Amen. In chapter number two, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on the historicity, but I want to build just a little precedent, if I can, to help us relate to what's happening here in the book of Hosea. Uh, amen. Brother, sometimes Hosea is a book that we'll veer away from. It doesn't have, as if it were, the Acts 238 presence. It doesn't have, amen, what we would call, amen, the John 316 kind of uh, 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 formula, amen, that just quakes us and wakes us. But there is something here that I believe in many ways is just as powerful. Brother, I had been looking, amen, where some of this was taking place. In the book of Hosea, you would find that this is, amen, about the time that they were going to be exiled, uh, amen, with Sennacherib and the kingdom of Assyria. If you study the kingdom of Assyria, which is not mentioned as much as Nebuchadnezzar and the kingdom of Babylon, then we're more used to hearing, amen, Assyria was the Nineveh kind of perspective. It was the fish-worshipping, uh, amen, uh, could I say idol-catering kind of kingdom, amen, that they were dealing with. In so much, brother, that the northern kingdom under uh, uh, Jeroboam and the worship of the golden calf and the mixing and the twisting and the perverting of the doctrines had caused God's people to backslide in such a way that he to call prophets to assist them. <clears throat> that before the capture, amen, I want to uh, have you a, a, a chance, as it were, to recognize a chance to repent, to turn around. Isn't God's mercy great? That he already knows what's going to take place. He already knows what's down the road. <clears throat> and he gives us, amen, this opportunity, amen, to uh, bow to him instead of bow to the holy cow. Hallelujah. And so this is exactly what's taking place. Hosea is powerful in all of uh, his de determinative chapters. Amen. But something is as strange as strange can be that takes place here. <clears throat> I look at some of the prophets of the Old Testament, but there's a lot of strange things that have happened. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jeremiah, the Bible says, and even the book of Lamentations following, he's the weeping prophet. He weeps again and again and again. As a matter of fact, brother, the Bible says that his tears are like faucets. It's like wells. Amen. It's like fountains, if I could say. He can't stop crying for his people. Hallelujah. This is Jeremiah. The summer has passed. The harvest has ended and we are still not yet saved, he says. Hallelujah. <clears throat> There's other prophets that seem to have a strange veneer with their dusty matted hair and their crooked staff and, amen, their, their, their uh, dusty shodden feet. And you could go on in the particulars of that. Just if I could, I want you to see, <clears throat> amen, it is Ezekiel uh, that was, brother, summoned, that was called to lay on his side for a particular period of time. Not just a day, brother, but, amen, days on end. To prove like with a visual for God to pull his people back. It was a visual for repentance. As a matter of fact, brother, there was even the hair issue to where he cut it in thirds and would send one third to the wind here and another third over here. So that Israel, through even the hair, would get a glimpse of how much God loves them. I know this sounds strange, but this is in the book. 
As a matter of fact, brother, it was one time God simply said, I want you to take human feces and I want you to mix that, amen, with whatever you can find and make that your fuel for the fire because I've got a message for the children of Israel in that. And Ezekiel basically begs God, please, can I use animal dung instead? <clears throat> How many would pray that prayer? <clears throat> Two people. My, this is a powerful con uh, congregation. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but in all of that, amen, thank you, sir. In all of that, brother, thank the Lord God relents in that sense. And amen, animal dung is used instead. Amen, that's a grace and mercy right there. Oh, somebody say yes. And so, brother, if I could, something even stranger is taking place here. And I said all that to say this. Then in Hosea, he says, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, and the Lord said to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. For the land hath committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. And, and this sounds really strange, but he simply said, I want you to go to the house of harlotry and find yourself a bride there. How many know that in church ethics, brother, you would basically teach that's a no-no? Amen. How many know we don't do that here? Amen. And we find a Holy Ghost prize that God has already determined. Amen. Where your hearts can be knit and worship together. Is this okay? I'm thanking the Lord, amen, that God led me to Sister Narlock. Amen. Brother, we were a thousand miles away. I'm from North Dakota She's from Indiana, Brazil, Indiana. <laughs> Amen. And my youth leader becomes her youth leader. Amen. And he brought pictures back. I know I preached it before, brother. But in those pictures, amen. And we didn't have cell phones, brother. Amen. You know, let me just zero this in or do whatever. Let me send it. No, he had to bring physical pictures. <laughs> it's like my daughter that's asking when we put the old LP on the old phonograph. How does it know Amen. How to go to the next song. <laughs> Man, I love that. Amen. And, and, and so there it is, brother. I've I, 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 I seen the pictures. There's four girls lined up. <laughs> it's resurrection day. Amen. They got hats on their heads and gloves on their hands. And, amen. Hands on their hips. And, and, and I'm, I'm starting to look. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> I finally get to her and say, oh, yeah. Amen. I'm, I'm going to say it again, brother. Two words came from the Lord to my mind, and it was hubba, hubba. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, amen. My name happens to be Sylvester, so Sylvester caught Tweety, and I ain't letting her go. Hallelujah. Oh, I didn't have to go to the house of whoredoms. Amen. I thank the Lord for my wife and my life. But I want to say this is what he had to do. And then could I hasten today? I don't want to bore you out of your gourd and make your brain drain to your socks. Somebody say, I'm still with you, preacher. The children that are mentioned there, he said, amen, born unto them, amen, is one of the children. And that child's name is to be called Jezreel. And he says here, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu. How would you like to name your child? Amen. <laughs> I'm going to avenge Israel. Amen. Brother, the, the, the prophets believed that when parents named their children, they were prophets. Because they basically lived out what they were named. 
Brother, here in verse number six, another one came along. This was a baby girl, and her name shall be called Loruhama, meaning, for I will have no more mercy upon the house of Israel. How would you like to name your kids? Amen. They're born. Uchiku, chiku. Amen. You're not going to have any more mercy on God's people. <laughs> Anybody want that? Amen, brother. There's another one that was named in the trilogy of all of this. And God said, call his name Lo-Ami, for ye are not my people. How'd you like to name your kids all these things? You're not my people. I'll have no more mercy. I'm going to avenge you. Brother, not only Mary and the one that he would have never dreamed, amen, but he has children and he's got to name them why. So he could prophesy about God's love for them. Sometimes, brother, the word of God goes so deep and the preachers go so far, amen. And there was a word, brother, amen, become minimized in themselves to where somehow somebody can hear the word of God, amen, like they've never heard it before and they're transformed right where they're sitting. Woo! Somebody say yes. So there's something about this, brother, amen. Over and over again, it comes to pass, amen. They choose as Gomer and birthed unto them are these children. And watch chapter 2. It says, For their mother hath played the heart, and she conceived, amen, them by done shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers and give my bread. Here it is. My bread and my water and my wool and my flax and my oil and my drink to them. I know, brother, we talked about Wednesday and Thursday, different gods. And might we still seem to be on the God subject with a small g? Is this okay? Maybe this is the last one, brother. Maybe the Lord will direct me somewhere different. Anybody with me in section A over there? Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Anybody right here? Shout hallelujah. Woo! I know where my amen section is. Amen. But I want you to see this. Amen. Bread, oil. In other words, things for the Israel is an agricultural people. Very agriculture. And brother, I remember being brought up in an agricultural kind of situation. I'm a farm boy at heart. My dad worked for farmers for years. He's a, he was a Korean War veteran and then became a sergeant and later became a policeman a couple times and amen, in, in North Dakota. <laughs> and he, he was the tough and rough kind of fella. Amen, you didn't mess with Texas. Amen. And oh, brother, I remember he even made a strap for us boys. I'm one of five boys. Amen. And it was a hammer handle on it. He painted white. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> it just looked better. With a piece of leather, leather cut into two to make amen stripes of three. I, don't, I think he barely used it, brother, but he hung it on the wall and called it a name. He said, this is Abel because it's able to make you do it. Oh, and I deserve some of that for sure, praise the Lord. I know some of you think, oh, no, I don't believe in that. Amen. But stick with me today, saints. That's what he was and, and that he did. Uh, amen. And, I, and I, I reverenced that, but he was an agricultural man. And I remember working in the beet fields, brother, sun up and sun down. Used to take a hoe and go to the fields, amen, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. I was on potato harvesters, brother, from sun up to sun down, taking rotten potatoes out of the conveyor belts and stones and dirt lumps before they went into the trucks to be hauled off to the delivery. Amen, I remember those things. 
agriculture, so I'm not ignorant, amen, of the agricultural aspect here. Amen, they work hard, but God said, you've given it. Amen, you've given it to something else. Look at this, verse number eight, for she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold, but they prepared it, not for me, but they prepared it for Baal. Amen, so what I'm simply saying, brother, is this. Can, can I just preach a little bit? Hallelujah. What I'm simply saying is something like this, that in the midst of all that's going on, it says, did you not know? How do you not know that you're going to be giving, amen, all these things unto God or not? The oil, brother, the, the, the wine, that's from grapes. It's not just one season of harvest like us in the fall, brother. We'd like to have, amen, in our minds, it's harvest time. Thank you. Let's have Thanksgiving. God bless you and eat your turkey. Amen. But it was different, brother. Some in Israel, they'll do harvest, amen, with some of the grapes earlier. Some of the figs are later. Some of the olives are at a different time. There's, <clears throat> there is wheat first, and then there's the barley, or the barley and then the wheat. And we could go on and on, brother. In other words, it was basically all year long. How do you forget a God that gives you sustenance 365? So I'm saying, brother, it could have been one season. And they could have said, well, we're just kind of forgetting because the other three-quarter of the year, it's just not. No, but all year long, we're harvesting something. And so I know from whence, amen, my help cometh. I know where my sustenance is. I know where my bread is. But she said, I don't know. How does this happen, brother? How do we do that? Then God says this, and I could go back, brother, if you want to put some of those scriptures, verse number 14, amen, of chapter two. The Bible simply says this. God said, I'm going to cut her off then from the house of plenty. Look at your neighbor and say, there's still a message in this. Stick with them. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I'm going to cut her off from all of this 365 sustenance, and I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness. Whew. So, so I want you to tell Gomer, I want you to tell your kids, I want you to tell all of Israel, this is what I'm fixing to do. You've given and you've given, I've given and I've given and you forgot. So if for a moment, I'm gonna take it away. And when I do, I'm gonna lead you where? Into the, is there any harvest in the wilderness? Brother, if I know anything about harvesting in beets and potatoes and wheat and barley, I remember sunflower fields, brother, just full of flowers in the heads of sunflower seeds, and they would follow the sun all day long. Amen, brother. He said, I'm going to take you from that. All of that doesn't mix with dry sand and wilderness. It's all going to die. And then he said, I'll speak comfortably to her. <laughs> if you're sitting in a pile of sand, amen, and chewing on something that has no corn on it, amen, how are you going to be comforted? Somebody say, no way, Jose. You, you won't find that, brother. There's nothing. There's nothing's going to comfort you. Next verse, brother, if you could. Hallelujah. But I will get, watch this. <laughs> well, I'm fixing to have me a Holy Ghost conniption. But I will give her her vineyards from there. You mean, you mean you're gonna give me grapes from there? You mean you're gonna give me wheat, barley, wine, and oil from there? Hey, Amen. <laughs> and, and in the valley, you're going to open 
a door of hope? You mean I'm going to sing in a strange, dry, wilderness land? Somebody say, oh yeah. Look at your neighbor say, oh yeah. Amen. That's where I'm going to sing. That's where, what, what are you saying? Amen. He's simply saying this, but I'm going to bring you to a place where you know it's not by your hand, where you know it's not by your sickle, where you know it's not by your cow and your plow. Amen. I'm going to bring you to the place that if the grapes grow, it's going to come from me. Amen. And when you get a taste of that wine, you'll never be the same again. When that Come on, somebody. When you get a hold of that kind of a vineyard, that's where the victory is. Oh, somebody shout, yes, yes, yes. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? So what I'm simply saying, brothers, we need a taste of wilderness wine. We need a taste of wilderness wine. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. Amen. I can lean on the arm of flesh. But what I need is a Holy Ghost outpouring that Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus is doing it. That if I'm going to be healed, brother, Jesus is doing it. That if my finances are going to be better, Jesus is doing it. That if my marriage is going to be well, Jesus is going to do it. That is he going to touch my sin sick soul, Jesus is going to do it. Somebody ought to get out in the aisle and say, Jesus is doing it. Come on, Jesus is doing it. Shout yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Could you clap your hands under the Lord one more time? Hallelujah. Yes. Brother, if you could, that next verse I think I have there. Amen. In the book of Psalms or so. Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. I I think it is. Uh, In Psalm 84, it says here, uh, Amen. Who passing through the valley, Amen, of Baca. Amen. That's all right, brother. Verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Somebody say, I'm blessed. For trusting in the arm of God, in whose heart are the ways of them. Here it is, who passing through the valley of Becha. Becha means tears in Hebrew. Who passing through the valley of tears, I get depressed and I want to go home and jump out of the basement window and end it all. (laughs) To keep me as nervous as a termite in a wooden yo-yo. No. Amen. He simply says, you make it a well. (laughs) That if God, for some reason, brother, allures me to a dry place, amen, I don't sit there and pout, doubt, and do without, amen, but somehow I start digging, amen, for the water that'll never run dry and the manna that'll never, (laughs) never run out. That'll trust in the arm of the Lord in his strength. (laughs) That I'll make the valley of tears, a place of flowing water. Come on, somebody. He talked to a lady at a well and said, I'll give you some water and you'll never, never thirst again. Come on, hallelujah. Woo! 
Amen. He's here to help somebody today to simply, I'll give you water that'll never run out and a river that'll never stop running and manna that won't stop falling. I'll give you sustenance that you'll never dreamed of. Hallelujah. I'm going to cut that off and I'm going to allure you to a place that you'll know, amen, that your daily dependency is upon me. It's sometimes, brothers, we get, we get kind of proud and, amen, haughty and snotty. Amen. And we live in a world of plenty. We really do. Anybody walk to church this morning? I didn't think so. Anybody run out of gas? I've done it a few times. <laughs> and the worst time was going around the Chicago Loop. And I thought, oh, no, that's not a good place to run out. Amen. On and on, brother. No, no, we haven't. Because, amen, he daily loadeth us with benefits. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily. That's an English double, day, daily. There's an unnecessariness that's happening there. It's okay, don't throw away your KJV. Amen. But it could have simply said daily. But if you look that up, simply saints, amen, there's something in the, 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 the Hebrew-Greek connotation that simply says, give us this day our daily bread is a God that simply is using a word there to mean tomorrowly. I know that's a strange word, but tomorrowly. In other words, I'm not just going to give you for the day's bread now, but if for some reason you run out, the God that's already in your tomorrow <laughs> will bring some fresh manna to where you are today. That's the kind of sustenance that we're talking about today. That's the kind of God that if you'll trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's the kind of wilderness wine I'm talking about. It tastes better than any of the sustenance that we can drum up. I'm not saying, brother, you shouldn't be a good father or a good husband. Amen. I'm not saying, brother, we can't be a good grandpa. Load the kids with toys. Hallelujah. They'll love it. Amen. Take your grandchildren, and I got four. Amen. Feed them some coffee. Amen. And chocolate. And give them a little kitty and send them home. Woo! I love it. Love them, leave them, and love them again. I'm sorry, this is, this, I'm, I'm just a happy pappy, praise God. So where are you, where are you at, preacher? Can I, can I say this, brother, there's an article in Texas, and I don't mean to bore you with this, brother Caleb, is this okay, brother, is this okay? Praise God, help us, help us. Amen, in Texas, there was an article, they had a, they had a major drought happening there. And uh, one of the droughts, brother, because of the vineyards, there was a, and I can show you the picture, the vineyards in that area, in, in the article, and if I could concise it and compress it, it simply said this, amen, that we had a low yield year, but a high quality. Why? Why? Amen, because when the rain stopped for the season, then, brother, the roots started going Okay, they're not watering us, so we've got to find our own. And the plants became stronger, bigger, deeper. 
the scent of water. They had to find it somewhere. And yes, brother, some of them withered and dribbled and dried up on the vine like a bunch of raisins. And there were the plants that failed and there were crispy critters when it came harvest time. Amen. But there were those that made it. And when they did, and when they crushed those grapes, the taste of that joy in the juice was better than anything they could have. Low yield. But the quality was out of this world. <laughs> All because, amen, they had to strive to find, to dig a well in the land of weeping and back. In Italy, you can look this up, please. Be safe when you Google, but understand, amen, there's, there, there, there's a system called the torture of the grapes in Italy. <laughs> and what they do, amen, is they will on purpose. It doesn't have to wait for some kind of drought, just on purpose, They'll have those that'll cut off the water or cause it to go to a dribble. Make them live on the edge of expectation. Give us some more, but not quite enough. And again, some of the plants will wither. Some of the weak will amen, become crisp and they'll dry up. But they recognize those that survive. They'll call it the torture of the grapes. They'll literally, look this up, they'll torture them. <laughs> but the best juice that's coming from that stuff is those, amen, that still yielded in the time of fine-tuned tribulation and drought. Amen. And some of us want to tuck tail and run just because, amen, we didn't feel a drop there or a drop there or just because my, my, my bagel is burnt in the morning and, amen, the kids and the dog, amen, got in my way and, wow, the cat, I had to swing it around. Come on, somebody with me. And my wife, I come home and she uses the dishes as frisbees. Here, catch this one. Woo! She had a tough day. Anybody with this preacher? Hallelujah. We want to run from that when God's saying no. It's right there. That's where the real wine is. That's where the real joy in the juice is. Is when you make it through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Shadow, shadow, shadow. That means there's still light in the valley. Valley, valley. Come on, somebody. Weep and may endure for the night. But the joy of the Lord... Woo! Comes in the morning. Somebody clap your hands anyhow. Oh yeah. Somebody say, oh yeah. Could you clap your hands again to Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He might torture the grapes. Amen. But the taste of wilderness wine. God, brother, God didn't put... God didn't put his B team, his B team church in an A team situation. The Antichrist, and brother, I don't have time right now, but maybe Tuesday. I, I, meant, to, I meant to say Monday, brother, the Lord, we're going to have how to answer an atheist on the screen. And then Tuesday, we're going to talk about eschatology and end time. But let me just give this little flavor. I believe the Antichrist is not going to be born. He's already born. And he's fixing to come on the stage. Brother, we are literally living what I feel. And I hope I don't cross any theological lines. But I believe that we're in the birth pangs of Matthew chapter 24. And I followed this for decades. Ever since I was 11 years old, brother, I was saved in 77 on my way to heaven. And in the libraries, instead of pulling up particular books, I would stop studying. And I shouldn't have done that. Don't take this home with you. 
but I'd start, stop studying and I would pull books off the shelf of 67 six day war of Israel, 73 Yom Kippur war. 48 independence war. I was fascinated with the concept of David against Goliath. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm in it to win it. I'm not here, brother, just to be some kind of spiritual sloth, some kind of, uh, amen, uh, uh, slimy little spiritual slug that I hope I get blessed or I hope God's pleased with my service or I hope that my prayers are getting answered. God forbid. There's got to be an inside truth tenacity that gets a hold of my spirit that says nothing less than God's anointed best. I don't want to have church as usual. I don't want some denominal dainty. I don't want to follow some catechism where I lift my hands on stanza number four. But I love the sporadic, the instantaneous move of the Holy Ghost and fire. Woo! Shata basha. Somebody say yes. Somebody shout yes. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe we're not supposed to preach this way on a Sunday morning. They, they didn't tell me any different, so I feel Holy Ghost anyhow. <laughs> Wilderness wine. Brother, I, I, I don't mean to mix up here, uh, amen, some more topography, but if I could, and maybe I mentioned this a little bit. Amen. But you, you'll find here, brother, in, in, in this same Hosea, amen, if you flip over, and you don't have to turn there for time's sake, but Hosea 6 and verse number 3, and they shall know if I follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. And he'll come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain. His preparations like the morning. How many depended on the sun to come up this morning? How many didn't give it a second thought when you laid your head last night on a pillow? I, I wonder if the sun's going to come up. <laughs> Thanks for the... <laughs> Amen. I may know what I'm saying. We didn't give it a thought, brother. God's surety is as good as the sun and better coming up in the morning. And the former and the latter rain. Let me just say it this way, brother. How many remember what is called the fertile crescent? Anybody, the fertile crescent? Anybody know what that is? That is the riverine system of the Middle East. You'll have the Euphrates, which now is Iraq and possibly some of Iran, coming into Syria all the way to the near Lebanon. You'll have the Euphrates River. That's a major river that flows south, very major. It is the sustenance. When you're on the flip side of things, there's another, and it's green all the way around. So green like a horseshoe. Amen. This is north for me right now. So green all the way, coming on the other side by the Mediterranean is the Nile River, one of the major rivers in the world, and it flows north. That's why you got the spillage there, amen, and the uh, over-soilage on the other side of the Mediterranean. They're living on it. It's just compacted as it is. But it's interesting, brother. These are rivers, and what you'll find is these are the power lines of the past. These are the Verizons and AT&Ts. In our day, brother, we like towers. Amen, just all over the banks. This is where the ship cruises would be, the river rides. Why? Because on either side of the river go a few miles, if even that, and you've got dry desert. When we were in Egypt, brother, this year earlier, and thank the Lord, I, I, I had the opportunity to get a ride on the Nile with the crocodile. <laughs> I didn't jump off. Amen. But I remember... You could look and it's green. They irrigate on every, every side, both sides, a mile or two or three. 
two or three. And we, we came under the, the plain from Cairo to Luxor. You could see the same thing, just green strip of land. Amen. That's because there's a major river there. But if you go beyond the, the green rim, and we did, it's all desert. But I remember I got to touch some of the bricks, some of the bricks that were made out of mud and straw. And I'm thinking, could these be? And he tried to calculate it for us. Possibility that the time of Joseph was in your hands. It was just power. I even brought a little swat of that home, brother. Praise God. I'm going to put it in display. Isn't that crazy? A preacher puts mud on the wall. <laughs> but I, I want you to see this, saints. On every side of that was boats. And they, they did. They toted things down. These were the riverine people. <clears throat> these were empires. And all of these empires wanted to dominate the world. You had Nebuchadnezzar on one side. You had the pharaohs on the other side. Always domination. <laughs> I'm going to rule the world. Amen. Amen. And they're doing that today. The New World Order <laughs> wants to rule the world. And they're doing things succinctly. Amen. Behind the scenes that you can barely tell. But you can tell it if your eyes are open of what's happening. Tweaking us and conditioning us to a world takeover. I know, I know, you're a conspiracist. Thank you very much for that compliment. Amen. For those that don't believe it are the conspiracists. <laughs> is, is this all right? Somebody say yes. Woo! My, that's tough preaching. <laughs> Somebody say slap it on my lap. Hallelujah. Get this. Amen. And so with that, brother, they wanted to dominate the world. But who was in the middle of these empires? It was Israel. Israel was in the middle, Pastor. And they didn't have a major river. They had the muddy Jordan. Ask Naaman. I won't dip into that. Muddy Jordan. It couldn't supply. Not for the people. It, you couldn't take. Brother, it's not much from around here to the, to the wall. At width sometimes. Narrower, sometimes a little. But there it is. Amen. It's not. What they depended on there, brother. Amen. Was the former rain and the latter rain. Their dependency wasn't from the water that came from below. Their dependency was from the water that came from above. And God had the tick-tock clock of divine order to let it rain exactly when they needed it to. <laughs> and I know I may have mentioned it before, brother, but when we were in the Garden of Gethsemane one year in Israel, and I remember that, it started to rain. And it hadn't rained all the time we were there. And us Americans, brother, we don't want to, amen, mess up the rave that's in our hair. Amen. And so, brother, we, 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 we hide under, oh, my, it's raining. Meanwhile, the Jews out there are dancing in the streets. Why? Because they know that that former rain or the latter rain is going to bring bread to the table and is going to sustain their families as they trust in the Lord for the rain that falls. Israel, Israel, God never said, I want you to dominate. They weren't the Nebuchadnezzar, they weren't the pharaohs. They were an intercontinental connector piece of land. That's why nations would march through there, destroy, change, and Israel would keep coming back. Being there back in their borders is a complete scriptural miracle right now that was foretold, foretold and you find, amen, that God's word is fulfilled again by their existence right there. Can I ask you a question? Are there any Hittites in New York? No, that empire's gone long ago, but there's Jews. Yes, sir. And I'm here to tell you, it's because it's a God thing. 
Thank you, sister. Anybody else with me in section A? I need section A with me today. Oh, come on, somebody say yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. They're a, not a dominant people, not a dominating, but an influencer. Anybody that tries to touch her are influenced. Try Germany. They tried to kill her. And Germany became split right down the middle. On and on. Any nation that messes with Israel. Roman Empire ceased to exist. Israel is here today. Anybody get the picture? They're an influence. What did David say to the, to the big burping beast Goliath? Anybody remember? Amen. He says that the whole world may know there's a God in Israel. How is the whole world going to know that one young man bumps off a burping beast? Why? Because that is Israel, an intercontinental connector, through the trails and the spice roads and the silk roads, they're going to find out that David helped rout the Philistine army with one stone. That's right. That's right. That's good. Why? Because they travel through there. Brother, if you want, if you want the world to know what's taken, shaken, and bacon, serve the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Fell any giant that comes your way and you'll turn your world upside down and inside. You're an influencer. You're not a domineering. Brother, we, we don't get nice suit coats like this. Amen. Nice leather Bibles like this to say, hey, I'm going to domineer my situation. No. God said, I want to influence the world through you. And that's why we got to have wilderness wine, brother. It's not from my efforts. It's not from my strength. It's through his. I depend on the rain that comes from above. <laughs> brother, brother, where, where is it? Exodus 30, could you put that? I'm probably jumping around. Hey, Amen, I'm making those people nervous back there. Anybody with the preacher right here? Yeah. Anybody with me in section D over here? Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Where are you at, preacher? The uh, Exodus uh, oh, praise God. Praise God. Chapter number 30. I think it's chapter number 30. Somebody say, I'm still with you, preacher. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 30. <laughs> Woo! Caught you when you weren't looking. Deuteronomy 30. Amen. And it says in verse 2, And thou shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, and thy children, and all thine heart, with all thine heart. Somebody say with all your heart. How many remember the marketplace? The real miracle in the marketplace was for you to remain dancing or weeping without the influence of the world. That is what that message was about if you didn't get it the first time. <laughs> and so, brother, amen, here it is. If you trust God with all your heart and with all they sow, that then... Is that up there? That then, Yehovah thy Elohim will turn thy captivity and have compassion on thee. Watch me. Stick with me. Watch this. And I will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. How many see that word turn in the second stanza? How many see the word return? Turn and return in Hebrew. It's, it's two different words in English there. But in Hebrew, brother, it's the same word. You won't see it in the English. You've got to pull back to its origination. <laughs> Amen. I will turn thy captivity and I will return and gather thee. So I will, here it is, vashav, vashav. 
is the word. Somebody say Vashav. Some of you won't even try that. You're going to spray it instead of say it. Hallelujah. Vashav simply means, brother, amen, that I will turn and return. But the word is not just the simple English turn and return. Amen. It is a word as if the mighty hand of God makes it his own redemption. What are you saying, preacher brother? This is why I love the Hebraic flavor so much because there's so much there to show him how deep his love is for me. Brother, in other words, I mean, he's not going to just, come on, come on, I want you to return. I I want you to come, I want you to come with me. (laughs) Some of you look at you like you've never seen a preacher before, hallelujah. (laughs) But there it is, come on, come on. No, Vishav in Hebrew simply means this, a God, when I return, a God that'll come, pardon me brothers, I need some space here, (laughs) a God that comes and gets into the midst of your sit down situation and he grabs you and says, come on, come on boys, come on, could could you come? (laughs) I ain't gonna lift them on my own, amen. And he says, I'm walking with you out of this valley. I'm walking with you out of exile. Watch out for that bush. Watch out for that route. Amen. I'm going to take you out of here. Thank you, brothers. Amen. What are you saying? He's not just going to some of you from a distance. Vishav means if I'm going to pull you out of your stinking valley, if I'm going to make sure that you're up and up in me, amen, I'm going to go where you are. Behold, the word of God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld the glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He took the nails. His blood was spilled. Come on, son. There was a Calvary. There is an open tomb. There is a resurrection. Why? Because God came near. Go tell Gomer. Go tell Israel that I will allure her. Not because I hate her. It's because I love her. Go tell her. But I'm going to make vineyards here. And what I do here, that wine is going to taste better than anything you could have ever concocted. When you trust in me as the flavor saver of salvation. This is where it's really at. Can Can I say this real quick? I don't want to lose you. I don't even see a clock. You don't care about a clock, do you? Can I have four and a half more minutes? And then I'll ask for another four and a half after that. No, no. But hear this. Amen. Brother, brother, could, could you go? And I'll try to get it right. Thank you, brother. Sound man. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 I want to go to Genesis 49. Amen. Genesis 49. And uh, could, could you go to 14? I even lost my place here. Guitar tipped over, lost my... Isn't this awesome? <laughs> you can expect anything in a Pentecostal church. I'm sorry, saints, I'm having a good time whether you are or not. (laughs) Issachar is a strong donkey couching down between two burdens. Remember, Jacob names his dozen Asher. You'll dip your your heel in, in, in 
in oil. And, 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 and amen, you're, you're going to become like a lion's whelp, Dan and Judah. You're the praiser. And, but Issachar, what's Issachar mean? He's a strong donkey, couching between two burdens. So like this mule, hee-haw, hee-haw. You're hee-haw, man. What, what a nice name. Hi, hee-haw, how you doing? No, no, but what, what, what's his blessing? What's going on here? Amen, brother. Issachar means something special. Can I read it this? If you look up the word strong, strong donkey, it means kamar garim, or that is the Hebrew. I know, you're tired of that Hebrew. But here, amen. Kemor garim, kemor garim simply is a strange idiom, but it means this, bitter medicine. Bitter medicine. In other words, anybody ever heard the term, amen, uh, the, 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 the cure is worse than the disease? Or if you take this, 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 is, uh, this is the stuff, amen, that will cure what ails you. Anybody ever heard, heard those things? <laughs> Amen. So that's what Issachar means. It means, look this up, it's kind of crazy, strong medicine. Brother, if you've got a lot of joy, amen, and you want to influence people, it's like an Issachar. I got the medicine of joy for a sad situation. If somebody's so depressed, they're dragging their nose down the middle aisle, making a furrow while they're at it, you can come up there and be the difference. You're strong medicine. It's like the man that was going to jump off the bridge. And someone came around and said, don't do it. Let me take you around the block and let me talk with you. And okay. So we walked around the block and he talked to them. And when they got back, they both jumped off the bridge. <laughs> Something wrong with that song. <laughs> you, we want to influence somebody. So when Issachar, amen, is somebody with strong medicine. But in this connotation, it means like bitter. If you look up the scripture, it means like to the marrow. You're gnawing and getting medicinal value by gnawing on the bone. It's like you're going to be healed by eating grandma's wonderful bouillon chicken dumpling noodle soup. Well, that sounds good about right now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's coming next week, right? <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you saying, preacher? Amen. This, this, this strong medicine, it, it, it's like bitter. Take this. Take, you don't like this, but it's going to cure you, brother. You don't want this, but God knows what's best for you. I will lure her to a desert place. Crouch between two burdens. Look this up, saints, please. I don't have the time to go into it. But it's like a cow in a concave, in a barrier. Anybody put the cow in a, like a barn stall? It's like an animal in a stall. He's crouched down between two burdens. He's like a strong medicine couched down. In other words, while you're taking something bitter and you feel weak and you don't know why you're in the wilderness and you think you're going to die, God will put you and protect you on both sides. Amen. So nothing can get you from the outside while you're healing on the inside. That's what that means. 
I never seen it before, but that's what that means. In other words, God is there. Then when I'm going through a tough time in a valley, he might have even allured me on purpose. He's not going to leave me forsaken, but he'll protect me in the midst of while I'm healing. Somebody say, I'm with you, preacher. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? (laughs) Brother, Pastor Samson, I appreciate your spirit, sir. I thank you that you're my friend. Amen. Brother Caleb, I thank you, you're my friend. I appreciate this man. I'm going to appreciate this man. felt, I never felt like he wanted to kick me in the shins on purpose. I said, ah, there you go, how's that? I never felt like he wanted to degrade or somehow constrict or constrain me. But I realized in his spirit as well that when God moves upon him to tell us something that might help us and it's strong medicine, it's going to be from God as well. <laughs> Can I tell you what the Holy Ghost is almost begging me to tell you? And I, I just, I, I keep deflecting it, but I just got to say this. Because we're living in the times we're living in, and I'm not trying to produce fear, but because we're living in the times we're living in, we are going to have to stand on the word of God, respect the word of God, the men of God, my brothers and sisters around me, compactly unify ourselves with such a faith focus that nothing or no distraction can deter us, come what may. I want people baptized, brother. I want to see people receive the Holy Ghost. This is the fact that the prophet Joel spoke of. Christianity is not a hub where there's all kinds of thousands of spokes. We'll just serve Jesus your own way. What? He said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and the door. There's only one way to God. And I'm not saying I'm Mr. Holy Joe from Kokomo, and I'm not perfect, but you can guarantee I'm going to try to find that right way. And when I do, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say, God, give me more. I want my soul saved. Can I say it this way again, saints? I'd rather feast on the crumbs of heaven, amen, than bear at the banquets of the world in their festivities. Amen. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You got the best thing on this side of heaven. I got a family. I got health. I got wealth. I've got God. I got my brothers and sisters. Come on, somebody. Uh, I got to close. I got to close, brother, because I want someone to come tonight. Amen. I'm going to become part of a rock pile if I don't stop. But could I say it this way, saints, real quickly? There's a a World War II situation. I don't need to bog you down with all kinds of history. But I'm I'm intrigued, especially if your daddy was was a veteran in the war, a Korean War veteran. My brother, he could tell us things. He told us boys again and again. Some men remain silent, I understand that. My dad did to a certain degree, but he told us. He told us how he camouflaged himself amongst dead bodies and smeared blood on him and crawled in between them so that when, amen, the enemy came in, they couldn't find. They were, they were, they were bayonetting those, making sure, but nobody got my dad. 
I remember, I remember, I remember her sister, he said that he lied his age. He was about 16, I think, when he got in, or 17 when he got in. He lied his age in. North Dakota farm boy, I want some action. He regretted it later, and he thanked God for his country. But understand what I'm saying. Some of the first times, sliced his helmet, amen, in half bleeding down the side. My dad was a bearer, uh, and, and I think of several Purple Hearts, two or three or maybe four, but he was found in a bombshell crater dying. Thank God they found him and they brought him back to a med center to where, amen, made him what he needed to be and put him back on the front lines, amen, but he was rescued from that. He's got a story. He's got a story where... <laughs> They shot flares up into the sky so they could see the enemy down below in the valley. He said it looked like the whole valley was moving because it was moving like men. Men were moving toward their positions and they had to do something about it. Again and again and again, amen, he would tell us these stories. My dad came home to North Dakota. <laughs> Some of you don't even know where that is. <laughs> It's just above South Dakota. <laughs> so so it, it, it's on the Minnesota border. Some of you know where that is. And he's a little, it's a farm. So he's out at the farm. My dad had a great time. He, he told me all kinds of stories. Of, he, he's one of five or six, and he was the last one on the farm. He was the baby. And uh, he had to do all kinds of chores. They had cows, chickens, dogs, cats. He, he would sit there milking the cow, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then the animals every morning would line up because they wanted milk too, and he'd go, <laughs> he'd, just, he'd just feed them all. It was just cool. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm just, <laughs> just that kind of stuff. I want you to get the picture of that, but he stood when he came back as the, as the war stripped that innocency as it was from him. He would stand by his bedroom window upstairs at night with a broom on guard. Who's going who, a crow might be in the, the field. You might have a coyote in the distance, but there's no enemy there. But in fear, until he finally got over that and relaxed. I honor our veterans. I honor our policemen. I honor our emergency services. I honor our military. I honor the IDF. I honor others, nations that will stand for what's right. Anybody with me right now? This one boy, the, 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 the situation. <laughs> see, see, Hitler and all of his craze and Nazism and occultism, you could look at it, it's occultic based. And all of that, he started getting 14, 15, 16 year old young men and battle armor them and go, go out and fight and he would line them up. You gotta understand, they weren't ready for that blood guts and gore. And they came back, and long story short, and when they did, they, they put them in camps. Their parents are gone. They had to find their parents. They didn't know what was going on. They put them in camps, fed them, amen, did whatever they could. But even at that age, some were getting up in the night screaming. Nightmares, they would explain to them. I had a nightmare in their broken English or German tones and accents. Amen. It's just, it's, it's just a nightmare. They would be wetting their beds, 14, 15 years old. Until one commander, one man that was helping us said, I got, a, I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's do this. Let's, when they're going to bed, amen, feed them a good meal. Feed them a good meal. And then ask them, go ahead, brother, if you would, take this piece of bread 
and don't eat it, but you sleep with it all night long. And in the morning when you wake up, then you can eat it. And they did that to every boy in that camp in the rehabilitation center. And the bedwetting stopped, and the screaming stopped, and the nightmare stopped. Why? Because they had assurance that they weren't going to go hungry in the middle of the night. And we've got a God that says, if you'll trust in me, I will supply according to the riches and glory everything that you need. And if you'll depend upon me, the wine that you'll be sipping from in that valley, the tortured grapes will taste a whole lot better than what you could ever imagine. And right now, right now, brother, right now, right now, he's putting bread. He's putting bread in hands. He's putting bread in hands. He's saying, here, here, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. <clears throat> but I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. Amen. I'm going to make sure, amen, that in the middakasha, that in the middle of your midnight hour, I'm there. Come on, somebody. I'll be with you no matter what it takes. Amen. You don't have to be destitute. You don't have to be lonely. You don't have, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. Come on, somebody. Could you lift your hands under the Lord again? Uh, it might be strong medicine. I might have to taste the dust in the desert. Amen. But God knows what's best for me. He'll protect me on every side. Vishav. God will go to where you are. God will go to where you are. Come on, come on. I wonder if you could stand your feet. I wonder if you could lift your hands high again. My, I feel Holy Ghost in this house. I want somebody that just feels, amen, like you need to run to this altar. Just run. I wonder if somebody that just feels, I got to make sure that I'm leaning on Jesus. I got to make sure, amen, that I'm an influencer. I got to make sure, amen, that I'm not trying to domineer my situation. I got to make sure that I'm trusting in the Lord. Come on. Some of you may have more month at the end of the month than you do money. Some have more money at the end of the month than you do month. It don't matter where you are. You still got to trust him. You still got to believe him. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get a taste of wilderness wine. Let him the chance. There's nothing like the tears fall. Let the tears fall, brothers. That's all right. He understands those tears. Come on, 